0: Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime, and today I'm going to be telling you about this app called Anchor. It helped me start my podcast, and it can help you start yours. Anchor is a free app that lets you use it from your phone or your computer, so if you want to do it on the go, and you want to just record, you can record one. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more to get your own podcast out there. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So, it's everything you want in just one podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I did. What are you waiting for? Um, Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Grown True Crime. I'm your host, Heaven. If you hear talking, that's my husband playing a video game who's being crazy loud... (laughs) And everything like that. Um, I just want to touch base on some things. (laughs) And everything. So, I got two reviews on my podcast. uh, One September 24th and one in October 12th of (laughs) all this year. Um, There was a website where you could, like, um, upload, you know, your podcast and they make you, like, a free website and one of the features uh, is you can you know read the comments people read to you about i'm not going to lie to you guys i was ne- i was going to stop podcasting because here, of um because of these two comments pretty they pretty were weird, very uh, hateful so careful, and rude down. and you know i sat on my couch crying and i told my husband i said heavy. you know i think um I think I'm done with podcasting. I think no, I don't think I want to do it anymore. No, and he looked at me. and He's like, "Why?" And I was like, and "So I showed him my. I gave him my phone. Yeah, and and I showed. He read the comments, and, and he was just camera. like, "You know,
1: you're gonna have haters to no matter you where terms, you go, so I'm and it doesn't
0: matter." Me, well. And I, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. but I'm a sensitive person, so." I mean, it really hurt. I'm not going to lie. And I fought all day with myself if I wanted to upload this and everything because I just don't like getting that. Like I've told you guys before, I do have trouble pronouncing big words. And I apologize for that. And I tell you guys that all the time. I'm not perfect by any stretch. I have flaws and stuff like that. And I just don't think... I, I just don't think it's right. I mean, it's easy to say stuff yeah. behind a computer. I mean, and I get like some people are just some people are just mean and I get that and I and I can't change that. Um, I call them trolls as most people do, and you don't have anything better to do with your life, but I'm not gonna call them out like I thought I would. I, okay I like That's not who I am. I mean, I guess it's easier to comment how bad someone's doing on a podcast than, you know, just to stop listening. Um, so it kind of really deterred it deterred me away from even wanting to do this, and I just wanted to give it up. But I was so gun ho so hell-bent on making this podcast work and everything like that. But that's enough of that. Um, Tonight we're going to be talking about a woman called, not called, I guess, or named Diane Downs. If you've heard about her, you know about the story. If you don't, then I can tell you the story. I apologize if I pronounce anything wrong. I feel like I want to be a dick and take a picture. Um, like I said, I do struggle with it and I try my best. So... We're just going to get into it, and I don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. So, Diane Downs was born Elizabeth mm-hmm. Diane Fredrickson. She grew up in a conservative family and until 14 had never okay, shown any signs of, a tr- of troubled oh. behavior. Upon entering high school, Diane began to dress more good. maturely, Dated older boys, and she was expelled from school from, um, you know, vulgar oh, so much shit in this stuff like that. So she was just kind of like winging, she was out there wild and out. But, and she did drop Elizabeth from her name, so she just went as Diane. So that's who we're going to be referring to her as throughout this episode. Um Diane married her high school sweetheart, Stephen Downs in 1973 after he returned from the Navy. Um she was also born August 7th in 19 Um in yeah, 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona. Stephen and Diane had one hell of a marriage. Crazy bad. They were frequently fighting about money and alleged infidelities. Nevertheless, they had three children together. Chrissy, Cheryl Lynn, and Danny. Um, we're going to get more into Danny in a bit. After enduring Diane's numerous affairs, which one of them... Um, most likely resulted in her pregnancy with Danny. So, Stephen got a vasectomy, you know, so he wasn't having no more kids, and she went out there and she cheated, and she got pregnant, and Danny, not Danny, Stephen kind of, you know, just accepted Danny, but they eventually divorced in 1980, and Diane over here, she tried to get work as a surrogate, but she failed two psychiatric tests, that showed her to be intelligent but she was also psychotic and when diane found out about you know how she was on this test and like what she found (laughs) out she actually found the test results very hilarious i'm trying to be upbeat guys but it's kind of hard so diane then eventually eventually secured a full-time job as a postal carrier and she often left her children in Stevens or her parents' care, but when she could not find a sitter for her children, Diane, you know, she still went to work. She wasn't like me or like most parents over. They would call off because they don't have a babysitter. No, she left her six-year-old daughter Chrissy in charge because a six-year-old can take care of children. That's like leaving my oldest to take care of my two and a half-year-old while his dad, their dad. Me and their dad go out to work and go, hey, you know, you take care of yourself and your brother. No, he's six. The children were often badly dressed and they were underfed, sparking concerns among Diane's neighbors. Around 1981, Diane met a man named Robert, but he goes by Nick, Knickerbocker. And the two began a torrid love affair. Diane was obsessed with Nick, and, you know, he ur- she urged him to leave his wife. But Nick felt very suffocated by Diane, and he eventually broke things off. Diane, you know, tried to win him back, but Nick refused her flat out, telling Diane he wanted no part in being a daddy to her children. Okay, so we all see where this is going, right? If you know the story, or if you don't, I mean, you put two and two together, guys. So, we're going to talk about the chilling crime. On May 19th in 1983, Uh, at the side of a quiet road in Springfield, Oregon, Diane shot her three children multiple times in the back of the car. Diane actually shot herself as well, Well, and then drove to the hospital. When she arrived, Cheryl was dead, Danny was paralyzed from the waist down, and Chrissy had suffered a stroke that impaired her speech. Diane, when the cops came, Diane told the police a story. She said that a bushy-haired man had shot her her and her children after a carjacking went wrong. Police found her answers and reactions to her children's conditions to be off putting. Yeah, yeah, she seemed her. more interested in There's contacting Nick covers. than she did to get a hold than she did of getting oh, a hold of their, their father, phone. Stephen Downs. Do bag, Police actually did a search of Diane's home and they eventually a uncovered a problem. diary in which she constantly yeah. mentioned Nick and his lack of interest in children. More damning evidence surfaced when police discovered Diane lied about actually owning a .22 caliber gun, the same type used for the shooting. A witness also reported that instead of speeding to the hospital like Diane said she did when she talked to the police, Diane drove at a slow pace forcing him to pass her on the road so she was in no rush because she was trying to kill her children she was trying to make sure they were dead before they even got to the hospital the final nail in diane's coffin came when chrissy finally recovered from her stroke and she named her person she named her as the person that shot her and her siblings Alright, so now we're getting somewhere. Um, They said that, you know, when Chrissy was around her mom, you know, she got very, like, you know how, like, you get nervous and, like, your heart kind of goes, like, super fast? Um, A nurse tried to, like, work with her and they'd give her a piece of paper and stuff and they'd write it down and, like, get rid of it and everything and they try she said when you're ready we'll look at it they looked at this paper and it said mom it said something and they were like oh shit she did it like the police like the police thought happened they thought she did it they just needed it so on february 28th in 1984 Diane was arrested and charged for murder, attempted murder, and criminal assault. During that trial, Diane shocked the world again by revealing that she was pregnant at the time of the shooting. But she never disclosed the father's identity. After Diane was convicted, Chrissy and Danny and a newborn Amy, later called Becky, were adopted by different families. I actually read that Chrissy and Danny were adopted by the prosecutor named Frank and his husband, her, I'm sorry, and her, and his wife, Joanne, and then Amy, or aka Becky, was sent in, um, sorry, she, she was adopted by a different family. Can you net it? Alright. So, so. if you can get me up there I got to She just, she's a crazy case. Um. She really didn't seem to care that her, everything that happened to her children like I said. She was eventually found guilty and she was sentenced to life imprisonment and an additional 50 years. Psychiatric tests also revealed that Diane Diane was a narcissist and she had antisocial personality disorders. I'm sorry, the guy who adopted Chrissy and Danny was named Fred, not Frank, and Amy Her adoptive parents, they didn't tell anybody or anything like that of where she came from. They didn't say who her real mother was. But on July 11th in 1987, Diane escaped from the Oregon Women's Correctional Center of the Oregon Department of Corrections. But she was eventually recaptured in Salem, Oregon on July 2nd. And she was kept at the Clinton Correctional Institute of the New Jersey Department of Corrections. And she was sentenced to an additional five years in prison for the escape, and it was supposed to serve with her current sentence. An author named Anne Rule, you know, put everything in order about about Diane's life in her book called Small Sacrifices, and it published in 1987. The book was adapted into a TV movie of the same name, and that aired, on, aired in 1998 by an actor named Farah Falsett, portrayed Downs in the movie. In 1994, Diane was transferred to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. During her imprisonment, she actually graduated with an Associate's College Degree in General Studies. In 2010, she was housed in the Valley State Prison for Women. Down was eligible for parole after spending 25 years in prison. She claimed her innocence during her first application for parole in 2008, stating that she and her children were shot by a bushy-haired stranger that we all know did not exist. Her second parole application was rejected on December 10th in 2010, And Downs will actually be eligible for parole in 2020. And I did some research on that as well. Let me find it. Yeah, if it's an error, you can't. I don't think you can tame the aggressive one. So, where is she now? She's currently serving her time in the Valley State Prison for women. Right? And I want to know if she got paroled or not. Her last mugshot looked pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. heard though her kids though are thriving. Danny and Cheryl, they're, they're doing very good. Let's see if she was, did not. Okay, see there's a video. Okay, see, now it's, okay. So there's some things I say she her parole hearing was it is I to moved to yet. 2021 but we're not sure that's on reddit so you can take that with a grain of salt. I was trying to grapple. I mean I don't believe she should ever get out. I think she should definitely stay in there, because I don't think she feels any remorse, you know, um, for what she did to her children, because obviously she wanted to kill her children so she could go be with Nick and everything like that, but it's in a workout for you, Diane. Okay, when I find it, I'll do more research, and I'll upload it on the next podcast, um, like I said, sorry this is a short one, sorry, kind of bummed out, it's, it's just been, it's just been a long thing, okay, so, I found this, okay. So, the notorious convicted killer, Diane Downs, believes coronavirus swept through her prison and compares it to a gothic horror story. Alright. So, did you ever read The Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe? Diane Downs asked, required reading in high school, once the plague is in the house, there's no avoiding it. She was convicted 35 years ago, you know, after shooting her three children. But she believes the novel coronavirus has already rolled through the Central California women's facility where she's actually incarcerated. And she thinks she survived it thanks to Luck and a prison person. So this Chowchilla California prison, which houses about 3,000 inmates, is now locked down to protect against, you know, the COVID-19 spread. Yeah. And it and has only had two prisoners test positive for COVID, the deadly illness, you know, caused by the virus. We all know about that. Uh, okay. She's 64 and she's still in jail, following stints in Oregon and New Jersey prisons. Yeah, that'd be good for her. So she looks like she's still in there. But she's always maintained that she didn't shoot her children. But she says that she follows the news a lot about the corona pandemic. As closely as she can from prison. And she's concerned about surviving off, about her surviving offspring contracting COVID-19. Which... How are you concerned about them because you were willing to take them out, you know? If we go straight left on the map, they're passive over She there. said, every time, in the, in, every in time the, green, the world yeah. news shows the big red circles on the national map, I look at Oregon because that's where Chrissy and Daniel are. She told the Oregon live via email through sent through her brother, James, compared... To other states, it appears Oregon's red circle is smaller than most places, and then it says, Is Oregon relatively virus-free, or are my children in great danger than the red circle size suggests? I still worry about them, and I still love them, though, though they'll never know it, because you tried to kill your kids, Diane. I just don't see how. So, in the trial that I just good. found, her daughter Chrissy, she was the one who took the stand. Yeah. She was nine year old. She was nine years old, and she said her mom shot her. We all know she was convict she the was water. convicted. Which good for Chrissy. Uh, water is tropical. her brother, James, believes his sister's story about the bushy-haired stranger, and he points out a man named Clayton, I'm not going to pronounce his name, last name because I don't know how to say it, and I don't want people to come for me in the comments because it's a fucking last name. provided a sworn affidavit in the 1990s in which he stated that a a former (laughs) friend of his named Jim Haynes admitted shooting the children because Downs had found out about an illegal drug operation and Jim allegedly said he shot the children to teach Diane a lesson to make her suffer for the rest of her life. But Um, Clayton and Jim are actually both deceased. So, in her... We're going to go into a little bit of her parole hearing in 2008. This is what she said. She blamed the shooting on Haynes and suggested that he had been hired by a man named Pat Horton, Horton, who was the Lane County District Attorney when the shootings occurred. And her brother says that his sister has often been a target in prison because of her notoriety, because of what she did, okay? New inmates who know her um, come in and they think it's necessary for them to make a name for themselves, so it's not uncommon for her to be be attacked, he says. But now, you know, she's worried about COVID and all that stuff. She says that she's beginning to suffer COVID-19 symptoms, headaches, extreme fatigue, coughing, tightness in the chest in February. And a few of them had heard about COVID at that time. And she said the prison doctors diagnosed the sick inmates with a rhinovirus the common cold, whatever the illness was, it hurt her cell block hard in early March. Yeah, she really. March 11th, Diane told her brother that a roommate in her large board, barracks-like cell had been sick for three weeks and that five other prisoners in All the I cell, report. herself included, were now feeling ill. She continued to report for work every day at the prison and she said she refurbishes... Bicycles for unprivileged children. She said, she, you know, she drug herself to work on the 11th and 12th of March. She said she was exhausted and fuzzy in the brain. And she wrote this week, dry cough, headache, sinuses, clogged with very thick, with very thick mucus. And I guess her supervisor saw her struggling and told her to go back to bed. She showered, slept for four hours, woke up, drank water. Then she went back to sleep for 16 more hours. (laughs) She said, what I see, what (laughs) others have suffered, I think my boss probably saved my life. She also added that the prison just received a shipment (laughs) of pre-cut swatches and she started sewing face masks for the kiddos. At the children's hospital. Which, Diane, what are you doing? I mean, are you trying to make up because you tried to take out your kids? (laughs) But as of right now, it looks like she's still in prison. And we'll keep an eye out for it and we'll see what happens. And everything like that. Okay, so criminal status, incarcerated earliest, possible release is 2021. So we'll, you know, let's see here. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of
1: um, Of Just Grown True Crime.
0: And, sorry if I mispronounced any words. Sorry if I'm sad and not upbeat normally like I am. It's a lot to take in. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at justagrowntruecrime. You can send me an email at justagrowntruecrime. You can, um... You can follow the Facebook group at Just a Girl in True Crime. I'm gonna pull up this thing so you can look at the website. It is called. It's called um, Pod Page, and you know it's Just a Girl in True Crime, and you can leave reviews if you feel like it. Um, you can check out my YouTube ad yeah, Just a yeah. and True Crime that I just have one video That's uploaded about um, Colleen Stan. And I'll see you Wednesday for a um, an urban legend. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm going to research some stuff and maybe record it tomorrow and upload it tomorrow or Monday I don't know yet but yeah guys that's it and like I said I hope you enjoyed it and I'll talk to you guys later